How does one later in life, in his or her 60s, 70s, 80s, or beyond, approach dating and romance, especially in the age of COVID? Today's articles offer some stories of couples who have done just that, as well as those who have discovered some very unique ways to date during the pandemic. As of this writing, March 13th, The progress in vaccinating most seniors 65 and older against COVID has been steady, with three different vaccines available and multiple venues as vaccination sites. That does not mean that we are out of the woods, though, but perhaps we can see some blue sky through the treetops. Success varies by state, and there are many who choose to wait on the vaccine until they see how others respond. Then there are those, too, who refuse any vaccination on personal grounds or unfounded claims of harm. As a result, one must be conscientious about self-care while dating. Articles begin with February 55 plus, Finding Love Late in Life by Deborah Jean Sargent. Two from AARP, January 19th. COVID-Friendly Dates Beyond the Zoom Interview by Alexandra Frost and January 22nd's Dating During a Pandemic, Love is Not Cancelled by Abby Lee Hood. And I'll begin with Finding Love Later in Life. Couples discuss getting into new relationships after 60 years of age. Is finding love only for the young? Two area couples prove that wrong. Penfield residents Martha Welch and Peter Perrine, both 84, lost their previous spouses in 2012. They met each other shortly after at the Unitarian Church in Brighton. By early 2013, they both joined Together in Grief, a church-based support group for bereaved spouses. Through the meetings, they learned they had a lot in common and formed a friendship based on mutual enjoyment of church music, theater productions, Gilbert and Sullivan operettas, and travel. That started me off, Perrine recalled. At that point, I invited her to go to a Gilbert and Sullivan show at the Off Monroe Players. Soon, the pair was inseparable. They began traveling together to venues, including Hawaii and the Adirondacks, and by 2016, they sold their homes and purchased a townhouse to cohabit. Unlike many love-struck young people, it wasn't one specific moment where Cupid's arrow struck. We had a lot of activities together, and it happened, Welch said. They felt drawn to each other. We both liked to travel, and despite our age and all, we hit it off, Perrine said. We almost never argue about anything. Between the two of us, we were married 92 years, but not to each other. We know what to do. Finding love as a septuagenarian is different than as a young adult. You have your expectations established, Perrine said. Both of us strongly believe we don't want to live alone. The first time around, I don't know if that entered into it. They treasure their companionship, and unlike an initial marriage, it is not about building a life, but sharing a life. Until the pandemic hit, the couple traveled extensively to visit family in Florida, Philadelphia, and closer to home. Perrine said that his increased patience at this stage of life has helped him build a strong relationship with Welch. Welch has been widowed twice and is not interested in marrying again. However, she felt drawn to form a relationship with Perrine. 
Peter was just a delightful person, and he made me laugh, and still makes me laugh, she said. Perrine said he enjoys all of the time he spends with Welch, and he respects her deeply and affectionately. We both enjoy being with each other's families as well as each other, he added. All of our families in the next generation are very supportive of our arrangement. He advises couples not to go to bed angry with each other. It took me 20 or 30 years to figure that out, he quipped. For Greece residents Angelo and Marie Pantaleo, 95 and 83 respectively, love drew them together in 1992. Marie had been living in Long Island as a single with no other family nearby. Her brother encouraged her to move to Rochester to live near him. She also had a friend living in Rochester, which she thought at the time was the Boonies. In October of 1991, she moved to Rochester and began working at Hillside as a seamstress. The following year, she met Angelo, a widower, through a mutual friend. Marie wanted a platonic friend to join her for dinner or see a movie. Her friend gave Angelo Marie's number, and within an hour, he called. I walked in the house, and the phone was ringing, Marie recalled. He said, this is Angelo and I didn't know him or why he had called. Her lackluster response made Angelo think, here we go again, another dud. Despite their somewhat awkward introduction, the pair was frank, yet friendly with each other, and made plans to have dinner and catch a movie. They saw Father of the Bride, in which a man's daughter is going to be married. Thinking of his own daughters, Angelo's emotions rose. I teared up and Marie caught it, he recalled. I thought, this takes care of the first date. Goodbye. Instead, his expression of emotion seemed to charm Marie. I got the nerve to give her a quick kiss goodbye, Angelo recalled. I asked if I could call her later, and she said, okay. That became the beginning of their friendship that bloomed into romance. The couple married in 1993. Marie was 54 and Angelo 67. They weren't looking for marriage, however, as Marie put it. It just happened. We felt love and we're very much in love. The couple often completes each other's sentences as if they are twitterpated high school seniors, not senior citizens. Shortly after they wed, someone asked how long they had been married. Angelo held up three fingers. The stranger asked, 30 years? No, three months, Angelo replied. People look at us and think we have been married forever, Marie added. They are both pleased at how well their grown children from their previous marriages accepted their relationship. Like a duck to water, Angelo said. Though the pandemic has hampered their travel bug, they enjoy spending time together playing games, though I give her space so she's not under my thumb all day. Angelo quipped. Like Perrine, he advises couples to never go to bed mad, though we don't really have arguments. I understand what she is, a good person. I won't mucky around and try to be the boss. Nine times out of ten, she's right about whatever we're discussing. Murray added that it's important to give and take. It's got to be both ways, not always your own way. We hug and kiss a lot. Angelo always kisses me goodnight. We have a phrase on our amour, always kiss me goodnight.
She believes that one of the advantages of marrying later is the freedom to enjoy each other without the busyness of caring for children. We're really in love, Marie said. And we're partners, Angelo finished. We don't take each other for granted, Marie added. Now, dating during a pandemic, love is not canceled. Older daters are connecting through video chat and getting creative about outings. Geriatrician Vince Pirelli often cares for COVID-19 patients at work, but that hasn't stopped the 77-year-old from dating and finding love, even in a zoo parking lot. On Pirelli's first date with his current girlfriend, the couple met up at the Shuttered Zoo and ate barbecue takeout in Pirelli's convertible. They didn't need to worry about the dangers of dining in or being too close to others. At work, Pirelli wears multiple masks and personal protective equipment and is tested regularly for COVID-19. But the virus has still dramatically altered the way he socializes. For that first date, he said, it changed the entire formula. And with few options for fancy meals and costly activities, it also is a lot less expensive. Throughout the arc of the pandemic, quarantine and initial vaccine rollout, dating has evolved. At first, it was put on hold by many older adults who worried about their health and the virus exposure. But as COVID-19 lingered, people got creative in finding ways to connect. Even as older daters await the coronavirus vaccine, they're still navigating how to find romantic partners, to get beyond video chatting, and how to safely move ahead with sexual activity. Pirelli, who met his girlfriend through the Selective Search Dating Service, says protections like masking and coronavirus testing play an important role, even in long-term relationships. Barbie Adler, the founder and president of Selective Search, said Pirelli's approach during a pandemic is the norm. Over half of her company's clientele is over age 50, and the company has been busier than ever since the pandemic began. Some tips for coronavirus dating. Use video chat to get to know someone well before deciding to meet up. Communicate clearly about your preferences regarding masks and social distancing before meeting in person. Get creative about dates and outings that meet your social distancing requirements and use precautions when it comes to sexual activity. While not every couple will be on the same wavelength about social distancing, wearing masks, or quarantining, communication is the key for navigating this dating landscape, she says. Everyone is going to have a different comfort zone. You don't need to apologize. You just need to be a good communicator, Adler says. If that person isn't understanding, you have to decline. Despite the challenges, there are a few silver linings to dating during COVID-19. That includes spending enhanced time talking before meeting in person and a more creative approach to romance when dinner and a movie isn't readily available. Couples have to come up with new ideas, like socially distant lunches or taking a page from Pirelli's book, finding new and unusual places to meet. When it comes to coronavirus-friendly dates, couples can try outings like a walk through the park, watching movies together on the phone, 
having cocktails on FaceTime, or even parking and eating a socially distant brunch. Love is not canceled, Adler said. This might be the new normal. That new normal is significantly different from pre-pandemic dating routines. Data collected by dating services shows the approach to romance has continuously changed as COVID-19 went from a short-term emergency to a longer-term way of life. Attitudes about meeting in person, online dating, and the types of outings couples will agree to are being revised. In March, Luxy Partners, a dating app for wealthy singles, found that 87% of senior singles wanted to wait to meet in person until the pandemic was over. But by June, many had changed their minds, and only 43% wanted to wait. Toward the beginning of the pandemic in March, 59% of the same group said that they were wearing masks on dates. But that number increased by June when 71% of seniors said they were wearing masks on dates. The pandemic is also changing how older adults approach their search for romance. A survey by dating app theseniorlist.com found that 62% of seniors said COVID-19 has altered the way they date. The survey also found more romance seekers relying on online dating and altering the types of dates they go on. Healthy human emotions like romance and the desire for love aren't going away. In fact, Adler thinks the pandemic highlights the need for connection and closeness more than ever and says loneliness is also a major health risk. Given that people are still dating, protection during those more intimate and close moments is crucial. As COVID cases continue to rise around the United States, dating is changing, but singles over the age of 50 are adapting. Howard Eisenberg, a 93-year-old author, whose girlfriend is a three-hour train ride away from his New York City home, says he can't wait until the pandemic is over so he can travel to see her again. However, that doesn't stop the couple from talking on the phone and FaceTiming multiple times per week. Think of dating as an adventure, Eisenberg said. Persist, persist, persist. Even couples who have been together for some time are adjusting their dating lives, Lorna Rainey, talent manager and author from Long Island, New York, says that she and her boyfriend take care to socially distance from others, even at friends' homes, to account for anyone who is not as careful as they are. Rainey and her daughter both have asthma. Rainey and her boyfriend also now drive to favorite places like the ice cream shop to avoid walking in crowds. Despite the challenges... Rainey urged couples to continue prioritizing romance after 50. You might not meet the one until later in life, Rainey says. And finally, COVID-friendly dates to get beyond the Zoom interview. A global pandemic doesn't mean you can't meet someone new and have a creative first date that you would actually call fun. To do that, you'll have to step away from the boring Zoom meetings that mimic a job interview and plan an innovative and safe event. Kat Harris, a relationship coach and dating expert in Austin, says people put too much pressure on first dates. 
working through a mental checklist in their heads of all of the criteria their date does or doesn't meet. Getting to know someone takes time, she said. Give a person three dates. Harris encourages her dating clients to approach these initial experiences with the right attitude. Keep in mind, first dates are like stepping off a curb, not a cliff. It's just two people spending time together. Remove the pressure to come up with an epic first date that seems like it's straight from the set of The Bachelor. Spend just an hour with your date. Your main goal is to decide if you want to see the person again. And don't try to assess whether the person is the one right away. Even during the pandemic, there are socially distanced ways to try something new together. Having something to do rather than just talking, can reveal whether there's a true connection. Try one of these outside-of-the-box date ideas to ensure that you both have a great time while getting to know each other. Hands-on experiences. Try an escape room. Escape room activities are available virtually and in person. If done in person, they provide a safer pandemic option because you share the room only with the people in your party. This activity involves solving puzzles and finding clues to escape a themed room. Harris recommends escape rooms to her clients because they're a bit risky. You are going to be in a more stressful situation. You really have a shared experience where you are working together, doing something fun that requires teamwork and creating space for a conversation after the experience, she said. To find a virtual or in-person escape room, you can go to roomescapeartist.com or escaperoom.com. Try a tennis match. If you're looking for more than just a person's life story, move your first date to the tennis court. This socially distant sport even can be enjoyable for amateurs who have never picked up a racket. Lauren Rosenberg, 50, of Scottsdale, Arizona, prefers playing tennis on first dates. It's active, fun, and a great way to learn about a person's competitive nature, she said. She also says it promotes conversation. It's a nice way to become acquainted with someone instead of over a glass of wine, which feels more like an interview. Side perk, tennis is a sport associated with longer life expectancy. Try volunteering together. See just how big your date's heart is while getting to know each other. Volunteering can be pandemic-friendly, from organizing a neighborhood food drive to cleaning up trash in a local park. Harris recommends a volunteering date because it pushes people outside of their comfort zones, where personal growth really happens. It may also help reveal your date's true colors. When we have a shared experience, it cuts the crap and makes it a little more real, she says. Next, a picnic with a twist. Maybe you are avoiding restaurants and can't deal yet with another walk in the park as a first date. While it can be tough to come up with creative socially distanced ideas, Harris recommends a picnic adventure with a catch. On this date, each person makes a picnic lunch for the other, and then you trade. This can be comical if you know nothing about the other person's taste, or it could be specifically tailored to your date's likes if you discuss preferences beforehand. 
Practice a few picnic safety tips to keep the food itself germ-free, or choose takeout options if you aren't the cooking type. This next suggestion I find quite compelling. It's fruit picking. The Orchard Date Works, said Tim Hall, 73, of Camarillo, California, who reunited recently with former girlfriend Sandy Stein. After a two-hour phone conversation, the couple decided on a first date in Hall's orchard on his property, picking fruit such as avocados, papayas, oranges, tangerines, and more. Hall is a widower after a 38-year marriage, and he says the pandemic dating has required some adjustments. Outdoor open spaces make the most sense and seem to be the safest, he says. The reunited couple have also explored waterfalls, sunsets, and open beach areas. While this date idea varies greatly based on weather, season, and location, you can check out the local Yupik farms in your area. Now try an unfamiliar activity. What if the only requirement for the first date was that you both tried something you've never done before? That's the ticket, according to Joy Stefan, 50 of Bellbrook, Ohio. He says dating a woman through activities she has never tried opens her up to new things, and you can see how she reacts. His date outings have included a rodeo, betting cages, golfing, and other experiences where you can laugh and tease each other. Restaurants are okay, but the mask thing really takes the intimacy out of it, he said. I did the restaurant thing a couple of times, but the chemistry wasn't there. Zoom with a plan. You may be sick of Zooming or FaceTiming, but a virtual date eliminates the risk of virus transmission and allows you to gauge whether you want to meet face-to-face in the future. Nancy Schenker, 64, of Scottsdale, Arizona, has embraced virtual dating options. It has allowed her to easily date people outside her own city, removing geography from the equation. Second, she sees herself as a tech-savvy individual and is hoping to find a partner who is as well. If a guy can't figure out how to use his phone or camera, that's a bit of a red flag, she says. A virtual connection also gives Schenker more information about her potential suitor, allowing a glimpse into his home a place that she'd likely never go on a first date. But don't think you have to stick to a basic and boring conversation. Try these Zoom date ideas for more creativity. A bottle of wine and some oldies? So many first dates include great music and a special beverage. Lisa Concepcion, a love life strategist and a dating and relationship expert in Miami Beach, worked with a client whose first date involved playing favorite throwback songs from teen years and separate bottles of wine. They even broke out into a dance party, Concepcion says. All of this happened online as a first date. Another client, over several Zoom meetings, sent his date deliveries from her favorite restaurant and then shared the meal virtually. Diane Solomon, 61, has been dating online and in person during the pandemic in Portland, Oregon. She recommends cooking the same meal together on Zoom 
or bring your favorite beverage to a virtual meeting. I could talk about green tea for a while, she says. She recommends leaving alcohol out of first dates, both virtually and in person, to keep judgment sharp. Others say an alcoholic beverage may help break the ice. Try a more ambitious meal with a little help. If you have always wanted to take a cooking class, don't let the pandemic stop you. Participating in a virtual cooking class with a chef can be an exhilarating experience, even virtually. Try an ambitious meal that you wouldn't have otherwise cooked on your own, such as a lobster dinner. Celebrity chef Fabio Viviani offers a virtual cooking lesson where the menu includes baked lobster with herb butter, breadcrumbs and parmesan, lobster stacked sandwiches, and a lobster tail and potato hash with a fried egg. A kit containing all of the ingredients, including six live lobsters, a shopping list, and a recipe card is delivered. But you don't have to go to the extremes. If you're cooking virtually and are both customers of common meal kit services like Blue Apron, plan ahead and order the same meal to cook together. Or pick a recipe you both like and cook it while you are on FaceTime. Play a game or plan an activity. Remember show-and-tell from your elementary school days? Daters can plan to introduce a few items that best represent their personalities or lives and describe them on a Zoom call. Conversation is not likely to stall, and it can be done in person as well. Harris also recommends the game Two Truths and a Lie, which involves telling your date two true facts and one lie about yourself. As your date tries to guess the lie, conversation ensues, leading you to learn more about the other person in lighthearted ways. Other game ideas? Try summing up your life in just five emojis, Harris says, and let the other person interpret them. When in doubt, you can also play words with friends together during a Zoom call. Brian Bennett, 56, of Waynesville, Ohio, says the Zoom calls have given relationships a turbo boost because by the time you meet in person, you have already seen each other online a few times. You have those first somewhat awkward moments out of the way. So by your first in-person meeting, you've been able to talk about many of the things you would have traditionally talked about on a first date, he says. To be honest, I like it. No doubt the pandemic has altered the ways and places people date. Although COVID cases are diminishing in many areas, experts have advised us to continue adhering to CDC guidelines, wearing a mask and maintaining social distancing in public. For those of us who have been fortunate enough to be fully vaccinated, restrictions have been lessened, which will offer more opportunities for in-person activities. However, I think the COVID-friendly dating ideas would be fun and offer unique ways to connect in the post-COVID scene as well. Singles, older couples, or anyone of any age might benefit from adding fresh ideas to date night. I mentioned that I liked the fruit-picking idea. My husband and I live near an apple farm, and as soon as the time is right, I'm going to suggest that we go pick apples together. Thanks for listening, and until next week, I'm Kathy Van Skoik.